Well, good morning, friends. How are we doing this morning? Doing good. Another nice cold. We got our first official snowfall. How many of you are hating that? How many of you are loving that? Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, hey, we've been on a two-week series so far. This is the third part of this series, Changemaker. We're going to wrap it all up this morning. But real quick, just a couple of housekeeping things that we want to cover just really briefly. Uh, number one, please make sure you take that survey because uh, we really just want to hear from you. If you were to ask me, Ryan, in the three years you've been in this role as lead pastor here at Radiant Life, what's the most difficult decision you've made? It's going to three services. I just, it, we have, we as a board have discussed it, we as staff have discussed it, we just haven't found that right time. So we want to hear from you, so please take that survey. And um, that doesn't mean those are our times that we're going to choose, we're going to finagle some things around, but here's what I know, we need another service, right? We started, uh, when back if you were with us, when we were at one service and we moved to two services, we started our first service at 9 o'clock. We started that with 100 people. There were 99 people, and now that service is running 300 people. So we need, I mean, you can even look here. It's packed this morning. We need to make more room to be change makers for other people. Can I get a good amen? We need it, guys. So we just want to hear from you, okay? So please fill that out, and then when that offering plate goes by, at the end of the service, just drop it off in there. Uh, second housekeeping thing is we're launching our Christmas series in two weeks, it's already Thanksgiving, and we're going to run into the Christmas season. And so in two weeks, November 25, the week that we do baptism, already 17 people signed up for baptism already, and we're not even all the way to. Yeah, it's going to be a celebration. So here's our Christmas series, Whispers of Christmas. I'm just going to leave it at that. Come in two weeks, all right? We're going to unpack that. And then next week, we have a special guest with us, and he is going to share his powerful testimony with us and then sing a couple songs for us. His name is Joseph Haberdink is coming next week. And now, women, calm down. He's a cutie. I know. Right, right, right. Hold on. He's married. He's already taken, all right? So just sit back and enjoy his testimony. But he is a Dove Award winner and a Grammy nominee, and here's a picture of him and his wife at the Grammys. This past year, first time he lost to Reba McIntyre. How many of you love country music? God bless your souls. How many of you love like a little southern music too, a little southern gospel maybe or whatever? Joseph kind of blends it all in with his testimony, so it'll be a little different next week, but brand new music, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun week next week, right before Thanksgiving, so he's coming next week, but this morning... We're going to wrap up our Change Maker series, and I want you to just turn to your neighbor and say, be a change maker. We're all change makers in some sort of way. One thing that you see all throughout God's Word is one major theme from the beginning of the biblical text to the end is this one idea of generosity. Now, you may think, you know what, Ryan, shouldn't believe somewhere about belief and believing be in there? Oh, it definitely is in there. But look at this, the term believe shows up 272 times in your biblical text. Well, shouldn't, like prayer, maybe prayer and pray. How often does the word pray or prayer show up in our biblical text? 371 times it shows up. Well, love has to be a major theme, right? Love. God, when Jesus came, Jesus says the greatest commandment 
love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with your might. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. So love, right, should be prominent all throughout their world. Love, the word love is used 714 times. But the word give is used 2,161 times. Blows every other word out. It's the most used term in your Bible. Because our God is a generous God. And he calls his followers to be generous as well. I mean, that isn't even close. And here's what I love. We're going to be in Proverbs, and I'm going to jump all over in the book of Proverbs. So if you have your Bible with you, it's going to be a little harder to follow this morning. I'm going to go everywhere. But get on the YouVersion Bible app right now. Go to events and all the scriptures there, and you can add notes that way. But Proverbs chapter 11, written by the guy named King Solomon, who was the wisest king of Israel's history. He's also the most hated king in Israel's history because he's the one that divided the kingdom. And Israel ended up being a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. But he's wise, and he's got a lot of wise things to say in the book of Proverbs. And here's what he says. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. And that's in the NIV. Eugene Patterson, uh, Peterson, who recently passed away, was a pastor and theologian. Uh, one thing that he did is he took the Bible and paraphrased it. Into a little, it's a little, little easier sometimes, and we have it, it's the message, the paraphrase of the Bible. But here's how he paraphrased this verse. The world of the generous gets larger and what? It's larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller smaller. Our God, listen, our God is a generous God, doesn't withhold. And I love if you ask, hey, Ryan, uh, a lot of leaders are asked, if you could meet someone dead or alive, who would it be, right? I have probably five on my list. And uh, first is uh, Winston Churchill. I would love to be able to sit down with Winston Churchill. I realize he passed away, but again, dead or alive. Abraham Lincoln, I think what he did in our country, sit down with him. Um, Adolf Hitler, that may surprise many of you. That dude brainwashed an entire country. How'd he do that? That influence that he had? I want, I want to pick Adolf Hitler's brain, all right? Um, uh, and then the two alive, uh, I think George W. Bush had a horrendous presidency. Uh, he hit with a horrible tragedy right at the beginning of his administration and how he worked through that. And then Barack Obama, I want to sit down with those two presidents and just nitpick their brain and what they are experiencing, especially Barack Obama. But put politics aside, he's the first African-American president we've ever had. Uh, I don't care that he's Democrat, I don't care if he's Republican. I want, to, I want to pick his brain too and understand what that pressure was like in the office. But why do I tell you this? Because I have a church from one, I have a quote from one of the guys I want to meet sometime, Winston Churchill. Here's what he says about generosity. He says, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we want, by what we give. Wow, that's powerful. Mother Teresa, who's probably the most saint of the saintists, if you will. I don't even know if that's even a term, but she lived her life giving it away. And this is what she says about generosity. A life not lived for others is not a life. Ooh, that's powerful. A life not lived for others is not a life. Here at Radiant Life, we try to take everyone on a spiritual journey because we always believe that God has us somewhere on that journey. And we have it in four categories. We say, number one, experience Jesus. 
know him intimately and passionately. Number two, when you know Jesus, you're going to find freedom. That your yesterdays can be your past and you can move on to a brighter future with who Jesus is in your life. Your addictions don't have to follow you. Your pain does not have to follow you. And number three, that the greatest day in your life is when you find Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Number two, when you discover the purpose of why you were born in the first place. And then number three, when you have all that together, you got to go and be a change maker. So, So turn to your neighbor again and say, be a change maker. So this morning as we wrap up our Changemaker series, that we all are here to make a difference. I truly believe that as a follower of Jesus, you are here. Life isn't about you. So turn to your neighbor and say, it ain't about you. Some of you need to preach that a little louder to your neighbor. They just, you know what? They need to hear it again. Tell them again. It ain't about you. There you go. All right? It ain't about you. It's about others. So this morning... While we're going to land this uh, teaching series, this plane together, I'm going to talk about three quick principles of the life of the generous, and then I'm going to give four quick principles of how to live out a generous life, all right? So if you're a note taker, you're going to love it. It's easy, three, princ- three principles, then four principles, all right? Here we go. Number one principle of the generous are the generous are what? Generous are happy. You ever done something for someone, and man, it just made their day, and then you turn back, and you're like, that made my day too. Like, it's so simple. This past Friday, two days ago, uh, when my kids got home from school, we were going to go out to a movie and see, uh, yeah, we, we went out to, up to Kalamazoo to go see a movie. And on our way up there, we just went through Arby's. Uh, I love Arby's. Sturgis just needs to get an Arby's back, right? They just, they, they need an Arby's back. Someone needs to open a franchise right now. That, that's the spirit moving. Someone's going to move and open a franchise of Arby's and Sturgis again. And uh, we stopped up there. We grabbed a bite to eat. And my son and my daughters, they were like, oh, thank you so much. And then I, we drove away. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're welcome. It's just Arby's. And uh, as we drove away, I hear my son goes, we got the best mom and dad ever. I'm like, yes, yes. Keep saying that, son. Keep saying that. And it was like so simple. It was just Arby's. But they were so happy. And guess what? Their happiness, I was happy. It just did something. And Solomon in Proverbs chapter 11 says this, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be what? Refreshed. In that moment, man, something so simple as Arby's made my kids so happy that made me happy. It's like refreshing all over the place. It was like, woo, it was good. Here we go. Here's another one from Proverbs. It says, some people are always greedy for more. You know any of those? Don't point to your neighbor. But the godly love to what? They love to give. They love to give. You follow Jesus, you got to have a heart of generosity and give your life away. You got to do a heart check if you're in the midst of if, if in the midst of understanding what God has blessed you with. You got to do a heart check. Do I think I'm stingy and it's all for me? Or God, have you blessed me with these things to give? To give it away. Because those who love God give freely. So number one, the generous are what again? Happy. Second principle of the generous, or the generous are compassionate. The generous are compassionate. What I've noticed is the generous have a heart for injustice. They just do. Wherever injustice is, you will see the generous there. Here's what Proverbs 29.7 says. The righteous care about justice for the poor. 
but the wicked have no such concern. My question for you, do you care about injustice? Because according to Solomon, what he wrote, so you don't, listen, he's calling you wicked. But all throughout scripture, uh, a year ago, we went through the entire Bible. I gave you that 30,000 foot and a major theme, justice and righteousness. Justice and righteousness played all throughout God's narrative. See it. And here it is again. Are you, do you care? And then Proverbs 21, 13 says, if a man shuts his ear to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. The generous are compassionate. And thank God for the capital C church. Did you know as, church, as the capital C church, our faith expands throughout the world. Three things happen in cities. Orphanages are built. Hospitals are built. And the poverty level decreases. Thank God for the local church. It changes because we see injustice and we're compassionate and we give freely. We love it. That's exactly the heartbeat of our heavenly father, so we do the same thing. We give. Here's the third principle. The generous are blessed. The generous are what? They're blessed. Now, this is never motivation to give, ever. Why do we give? Because we love our heavenly father. That's where we give. And here's what I know with the generous are blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. You're blessed to be a blessing. What you have is a gift from your heavenly father. And you better sit there and receive it with open hands because you know God may say, go bless someone else with what I gave you. Don't ever get something and hold it with closed hands and say, ha ha, it's mine. Because remember, life ain't about you. Turn your neighbor and say, it ain't about you. Yeah, you guys are getting louder and louder. You know who you're preaching to now, don't you? Look what Solomon says in Proverbs. Here he goes. You say, no, the blessed aren't, uh, the generous aren't blessed. Well, here we go. Blessed are those who are what? There it is. Blessed are those who are generous. Oh, look, 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 look at the words of Jesus. I love what Jesus says in the Gospel of Luke. Here he goes. Ready? What's his first word? Give. Like, Jesus just could have said that and been done with it. But he says, give. Guess what? It will be given to you. And a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. I'm sitting there, read that, and go, I want for my life, I want to receive God's blessing. Why would I not? But Jesus is sitting there saying, you want it? It's the measure that you give. And I imagine that God is up there and saying, you know what? I want to keep giving to this person because I see the way that they're blessing other people. They know how to handle and steward the stuff that the blessings I give them. They are so good. They're being a change maker, and I want to give them more so they can bless more. Turn to your neighbor and say, be a blessing. Oh, see, you didn't do that one with as much conviction about it ain't about you. We'll come back to that, all right? Here's those principles. Here's what I know, and I don't need to even tell you this. I think deep down you know this. And it's the idea of what we do for ourselves usually dies with us. But what we do for others lives beyond us. Is that not the life of Jesus? Here in, in the, the psalmist writes this in Psalm 112 about this. It says, they share freely and give. How do they give? They give what? I love that. It's not just they give some. God, they just give generously. 
to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered how long? Forever. The life beyond you. They will have influence and honor. So what, you, what we do for ourselves dies with us, but what we do for others goes beyond us. Ryan, how, how do I do this? I get what the life and the principles of the generous, but how do I actually, what does it look like to give beyond me, to live a life beyond me? I'm going to give you four principles real quick, and then we're going to land this plane. Four, and they're all teeth. So you can thank me later, just T, 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 T. All right, here we go. We're generous with our what? Time. Generous with our time. We're going to be generous with the microphone. Gracias, Señor. All right. Well, oh, yeah, we're on. Mic change. All right, we're generous with our time. We're going to wait until Vaughn turns me down. There we go. All right, generous with our time. Hey, the, none of us have 24, 25 hours in a day. Did you, did you realize that? We all have how many hours in a day? 24. We all have the same amount of time. And I know that life hits us and we're like, man, can I please have some more time in the day? We don't. We have 24 hours. But here's what I know at Radiant Life here. We have eight staff members. Did you know that it takes a hundred of you to do what we do on a Sunday morning? We're not calling you volunteers anymore. We're calling you change makers. It takes a hundred change makers every Sunday to do two services. That's for those that are outside that greeted you this morning in the freezing cold with the little heater. That's for those of you that are inside the door to give you a high five or a handshake. Those that are in the cafe. Those that are in all of our check-ins and those that most of us don't even realize what's happening down the hall in the kids' area it, and to the worship team. It takes a hundred change makers every single week to do what we have to do here at Radiant Life. So on the count of three, what I want to do, because it's many of it, it's you. I want to give the loudest applause we got to all of our change makers who allow us to do what we do on Sunday morning. Are you ready? One, two, three. Give it up to them. Amen. Yes. They make a difference. What you do makes a difference. And if you're still breathing, you still got to be generous with what God has given you. You can stop being generous when you take your last breath on earth, or earth, on earth. That's when you're done. But generous with our time. Guess what we're doing? We're looking at three services. Guess what that means? We need more people, which means we're looking for more time. And we realize time's valuable to you. It's valuable to us. We hate wasting your time. We don't want to waste time. We want it to be impactful. So here we go. We need more people. We have a saying around here already with our change makers. Attend one, serve one. Hey, guess what with three services? Now it's attend two, serve one. Or it's attend one, serve two. We need you. We need you guys to rise up. There, you, you're gifted somewhere. We need you. Here's the other thing. Let's be generous with our talent. With our what? Did you know as a follower of Jesus, you have been given a spiritual gift to serve his church? In the book of Ephesians, it talks about it. You have a unique ability that you just know deep down like you are passionate about, and it is incredible when you're in that role, and you are bringing people to heaven because of it. It is just so special inside, and you know it. It's for me. 
I, I know that I'm to be a teacher. I know that I am to teach God's word. It's just something that I know deep down that God has, I guess God has gifted. I don't know. And I, I just know it's there. I used to fear the stage. I never wanted to get up on stage, ever. And what I often realize is, is what you fear is often what God's going to use to impact his kingdom. You have a story. You have that addiction. I think God's going to wreak havoc in your addiction, and you're going to get others freed of that addiction. Man, I believe it deep down. And here's what we're launching in February here at Radiant Life to help you with your talent and get plugged in at Radiant Life is we are launching something called Next Steps. This is going to be offered every other month starting in February. It gets, allows January to sign up for it. And we're knocking down some walls down the hall, and we're going to create a room that's literally called Next Steps. And it's for you. It's going to be four week long thing of how to get plugged in, who we are as Radiant Life, and how to get plugged in. Here's a couple things. Uh, if we were still running two services, it would be offered during the second service. So you'd want to come to the first service, but hopefully by then we're running three services. It'll be second or third service when we run it, okay? But four-weeker, it's all about our story as a church, about God's story and understanding your story. And also what part of it is you will be taking a spiritual gifting test to say, hey, where has God gifted me? What does it look like? Where can I serve? One of the weeks, you're going to get all of our ministry leaders in there, and they're going to help you get plugged in. So you can go and say, hey, it looks like I would rock it in kids' ministry, and we'll plug you into kids' ministry, and you're like, eh, I don't like kids' ministry. Those little monsters drive me crazy, and we'll be like, all right, good. Get out of there then. We'll put you somewhere else where you can just thrive. So that's what we're doing. Next steps, sign-ups in January. We'll launch it in February, and we will go every other month because we want people plugged in and become change makers. Every week you go through this class and you complete some of the stuff, you're going to get gifts. It's going to be awesome. I'm not going to tell you week one. I'll tell you what one of the week is. You complete the four weeks, you'll get one of these shirts, these change maker shirts. Got enough people asking, hey, how come the staff only have it? Because we're, we, because we're, we're doing the class. You guys haven't yet. <laughs> That's why. We're going to get you through the class. Your last week you'll get a t-shirt. And we want everyone to be a change maker. Turn to your neighbor and say, life ain't about you. That's right. Convict that person. All in the name of Jesus. Here we go. Here's our third. Let's be generous with our touch. Generous with our what? Our touch. This past Wednesday, we launched our first Wednesday, an experience prayer and worship. And I was moved deeply on Wednesday night. I was brought to tears on a couple moments and just the presence of God was here and moving with people. And it was awesome to look over here and see a line of people to get prayed over and anointed with oil. It was awesome to see your prayer cards that got filled out last week and people were praying for you. And it was just a good time. And a certain family came in. This family had just been struggling a little bit with just their faith and their self-esteem. They came in here and chose a certain aisle to go in and sat down. And right in front of them in that pew was this card that spoke to them. You're amazing no matter what people say. God loves you. Coincidence? That's a God-divine appointment right there that that person needed to see that right. Who I don't even know who wrote it, but whoever you are, you touch someone. 
you left it in the front of the pew, and it just so happened that person sits right there, needed this, grabbed it, and was bawling. And I said, you need to keep that, and you need to put that on your mirror somewhere because God just needed to talk to you in that moment. Don't underestimate the power of your touch. It can be simple as smile. Some of you just need to smile more often. Right? You need to practice that right now. Turn to someone and just smile. We ought to be the most, I tell you all the time, we ought to be the most joyous people. Some of you, you go to a party, who do you want to hang around with? The entertainer, the one that's having a good time, the one that's smiling? Not grumpy butt in the corner, right? That's why they're in the corner. No one wants to hang out with them. You want to hang out with people who have joy and are smiling, and you're like, man, you rub off. Go to Meyer and push the little shopping cart and go smile to someone, all right? Just walk around, how you doing? Just smile. We need more of that. You can make someone's day with a simple touch of just a smile. Go be generous as your smile, all right? It takes more muscles to frown than smile. Did you know that? If not, you learn something new, all right? Here we go. How about just sympathize? Just hear someone. You don't have to have all the wisdom and all the right words to say. Sometimes people just need to be heard. And you just say and say, hey, I get you. I agree. What you're going through is horrible. I, I, I can't imagine what it's like, but I, I, I just want you to know I'm here for you. Sympathize. Here's another thing. Speak up. You see injustice at work? Speak up. You see injustice in your school and someone's getting picked on? Speak up. You don't even have to go to that person. Just speak up and do the right thing. Some of us, we just got to open our mouths more and speak up and do and speak truth in the name of love. Some of us, you do got to zip it a little bit. You're talking a little too much. <laughs> we got to speak up. Here's the third. These are easy ways. Simple touches. Simple touches that can change lives. Here's the, just serve. I'm, one of my love languages, the five love languages, I think there's six because I think uh, Gary Chapman missed one. I think sarcasm should have been on the list somewhere in that book. Uh, one of my high love languages is acts of service. I feel so encouraged and loved when people serve me. I do. I just, that's just me, all right? Keep serving me. Go ahead. That's why I don't like making dinner. Get it served to me. Oh, I feel loved, all right? Right there. Serve. <laughs> We're having fun this morning. Here we go. Here's our fourth. We're generous with our what? See, when you talk about giving and generosity, it's not just about money. It's about your time and your talent and your touch and your treasure. And one of my deepest, most heartfelt things I have for Radiant Life for all of you is that one day you'll stand before your heavenly Father and hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. If I can summarize our last three weeks together of Changemaker and put this entire series in that beautiful present with a bow, I close with this. The value of life isn't determined by how much I achieve or accumulate, but by how much of my life I give away. Go be a change maker. Go and change this world for the kingdom of God. Go make a difference. It's not about me. It's always been about him. So what can I do with my blessings that God's given me so I can bless others? Let me pray for us this morning.
Father God, we just want to acknowledge this morning how good you are. We thank you for your heart. We thank you that you sent your son Jesus that gave everything away. You didn't hold anything back. You gave it all away. May we, as a church, together give everything away. Our time, our treasure, our talent, and our touch. May we become change makers. Give us the strength and courage to do that in our works, in our neighborhood, and in our schools. And I ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said...